it's time for the District 4 Report, presented to you by Professor Diggs himself, only on PowerPointBearCats.com. Class begins now. Thank you to our friends in the studio in Pilot Point for bringing me in this evening. I am Professor Diggs. Thank you for tuning in to the District 4 3A Report. And we have a lot more clarity than we did last week. Again, thank you to Nolan Ruth for coming on and breaking down the Paradise and Peaster game. And he was pretty much right on. We had an instant classic, and we'll talk about that. Of course, we'll talk about what happened. We're going to talk about what's happening this week. We'll even kind of look ahead to what's happening in two weeks. And then we'll look at the big picture of the playoffs. Of course, we like to look at what happened last week, what I thought were the point spreads. And last week, if you liked blowouts, you were in good company because you had a blowout central. In fact, I thought we were going to have a lot more competitive nature in uh, two of the four games than actually happened. Uh, We had Whitesboro and Bowie. Uh, I had Whitesboro winning by 15. They ended up winning by 57, and I think making a pretty big statement. Uh, I'll have to call back uh, Nolan because I know Nolan thought that uh, Whitesboro would potentially not make the playoffs, and I guess this week we'll have some more clarity into that. I still think Whitesboro is probably your third-place team in this district, uh, winning 64-7 to last weekend, eclipsing my pick by a good 42 points. Boyd versus Brock, I had Brock by 49, and unfortunately for Brock, they only won by 48, and we'll talk about what that why that's significant here in a little bit. That's a little tongue-in-cheek, so obviously a 48 or 49-point win uh, is quite significant. Then we had Paradise and Peaster. I thought this was going to be a one-score game, and it ended up being a one-score game. Uh, took double overtime to decide that game as Paradise and Peaster, uh, Peaster winning 41-38. to And there is some confusion because Peaster on their Twitter did post that uh, this is their first playoff Uh, They clinched the playoff, but I don't have them clinching the playoffs. I don't know if they've corrected that quite yet, and we'll talk about the scenario in which they may not clinch the playoffs coming up, Uh, but uh, congratulations to Peaster, obviously making a big step uh, because Paradise is a real team. Uh, Carter Staten uh, has been playing well all year and had a great night, just uh, came up a little bit too short in the overtime period. And then Pilot Point versus Ponder, I thought Pilot Point would win comfortably. I had them winning by 28. Uh, they ended up winning by 51. So we had three point spreads uh, over 48 last week. In fact, if, if you would have guessed that Brock had the third best point spread of the four uh, winners in this district, probably could have won some money uh, at uh, one of the Choctaw casinos, although you should never bet on high school uh, outside of uh, a good dinner, a uh, good dinner and pilot point right there on the strip. Uh, but uh, some some big wins and, and a lot of clarity this week. So let's kind of break down uh, what happened in the game. Uh, let's start at Whitesboro. Whitesboro beating Bowie uh, 64-7. And this game was pretty much uh, academic, uh, being 41 nothing at halftime and then just kind of running through the uh, paces to end the game. Uh, let's talk about this sophomore, Clay Hermes. Uh, we're going to get to hear his name the next couple of years, depending on what realignment brings us. Uh, he accounted for seven touchdowns in this game, uh, 13 for 18 for 230 yards, and he threw for five touchdowns. He also ran for two touchdowns, 11 carries on 50 yards uh, for the two scores. So seven touchdowns for the sophomore 
uh, depending on when his birthday is, can't even legally drive yet, and is putting up seven touchdowns in a district quite like this. Uh, so quite the night for Whitesboro, as I think they made a little bit of a statement uh, getting ready for the next couple of weeks where they take on Peaster and Paradise to finish up. Uh, one of the more interesting endings uh, to a schedule, the way the schedule is breaking out. Obviously, the Peaster-Paradise game was the game of the night. A back-and-forth affair. And really, even though Peaster uh, won and, and ended up winning the game, it, they were always ahead except for one moment in the game uh, where they were trailing 21-20. to 20. Uh, but they were pretty much ahead the whole game, uh, in, including the final. Uh, Paradise scored first in the second overtime, uh, kicking a field goal. Peaster ended up winning uh, with that field goal. Now, one thing I don't understand, and, and I'll have to do a little bit of research. Y'all can trust me to do the research uh, project on this, uh, is if they tried kicking the extra point afterward, or maybe even going for two, is which is what I think they would need to do in the second overtime, because uh, that could end up being an important uh, two points, as we're going to talk about uh, later on. Uh, again, no word if they did that or did not do that, but uh, a lot of tiebreakers do allow for them to go for the two-point conversion even after they win because of tiebreaker scenarios, and uh, that very well could come into play. Uh, again, just a huge night uh, for uh, Carter Staten uh, leading his uh, Paradise Panthers, uh, but also another big night for uh, Gunnar McElroy. And, and really, it wasn't. It was. It was the big play of nature of Gunnar McElroy uh, because uh, Paradise's defense was pretty much uh, all over the secondary all night. Uh, McElroy only went nine for twenty-five uh, for two hundred and sixteen yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And we've talked about this kid's name on the District Four Three A report. And finally, we kind of see a little bit of a different side and. Easter had to tap into something we hadn't quite seen with Tremar Gilbert. Uh, 33 carries. We kind of talked about how he's intermittently used at times. Uh, that, you know, you only see him having 8 to 10 carries in a game. Uh, kind of a special player as far as that goes where it's limited touches. And we kind of talk about that with Ish Harris as well, is that you don't see that workhorse kind of attitude, but they needed Tremar Gilbert to be a workhorse on this night, and he had 33 carries for 189 yards and five touchdowns. Clearly the MVP, and uh, that, that really kind of reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys, because with the Cowboys, you have to kind of pick your poison, right? You know, they can run the ball, they can throw the ball, and Gunnar McElroy just the previous week had put up over 400 yards, and all kinds of, uh, you know, Rhett Steen had the, uh, was the player of the week for, for uh, DFW varsity and he still was a big play threat he had three receptions for 139 yards uh, no TDs but he did extend the field and allowed for Tremar Gilbert to do what he needed to do uh, they scored the touchdown in the fourth over in the second overtime took care of business ponder and pilot point another blowout 65 to 14 and we talk about Rhett Steen uh, having a big day uh, a couple weeks ago. And again, what can you say about Aiden Cox? I mean, this kid is putting up big numbers, long play threats every single week. Six receptions, 243 yards, 74 yards uh, for the longest uh, touchdown reception, three touchdowns. I mean, just a, just a complete athlete uh, doing great things. 
uh, for Pilot Point. Uh, Ish Harris was a little more of what we call what we're talking about with Tremar Gilbert uh, being a player that you just use intermittently as a big play threat. Uh, five carries, 98 yards, and three touchdowns. So 60% of his carries uh, went for touchdowns, and he had two receptions for 52 yards, uh, and one of those went for a 45-yard touchdown. So touched the ball seven times, got in the end zone four times, talk about a threat and obviously with uh this game the way it was uh you saw dakota david get in the, the senior for a pilot point uh get get a, get a good second half in there and get, get a chance to play uh some because wyatt smith had such a great uh first half and with the 9 of 14 287 yards and three touchdowns uh we talk about Pilot Point's offense. The defense really was the name of the game because what Ponder wants to do is, uh, you know, they just get, they want to pound it. And they carried it 49 times for only 135 yards. Uh, Clifton Cooper had only had, had 16 carries for only 13 yards, so less than a yard of play. Uh, he threw for 178 yards and two touchdowns as well. Uh, Case Peacock, the sophomore, and and. We keep talking about these sophomores, and we even talk about Gage Anderson, the freshman. There's going to be some talent for years to come in this district, even with some uh, pretty good graduation experiences. And then we had Boyd and Brock. Uh, anytime we talk about Boyd, we talk about uh, Rendon Lament. And Brock did a really good job of keeping him at bay, uh, only threw for 93 yards on 12 completions and ran for 106 yards on 32 carries. Uh, Boyd had 63 plays and only 196 yards. The Eagles defense completely shut down Boyd. And obviously with Boyd, or with uh, Brock offensively, uh, they got out to, it was 48 nothing at the end of the third quarter. And then you just kind of saw him go through the paces uh, to end up the game. Uh, 55 to 6. And uh, Tyler Moody, 12 for 17, 202 yards and four touchdowns. Cutter Wilson only had to touch the ball 12 times, but had 141 yards. And the leading receiver for Rock, Zach Brewster, four receptions and 74 yards on, uh, on the day. Uh, with uh, Brock, you know, you always want to wonder about uh, Nathan Jones and how he did. Uh, and again, just really wasn't needed. Uh, he caught two balls, but both of them went for touchdowns. Uh, so that big play jump ball threat in the end zone. And we kind of talked about that uh, with Tremar Gilbert that, uh, you know, with is he there when you need him? And for Nathan Jones, uh, they haven't needed him quite yet. And I don't even think they're going to need him until the playoffs. But he is going to be a threat in the playoffs. And can they slow them down? Uh, can't Jim Ned scheme around things uh, to slow Nathan Jones down? And can he be a factor? And I guess we will find out in the third round of the playoffs. So that leads us to this week. Uh, where we have uh, some pretty good games. We've got uh, Brock versus Peaster. We've got Pilot Point versus Boyd. We've got Whitesboro versus Paradise and Ponder versus Bowie. And I mentioned the playoff scenarios where I don't think uh, Peaster has quite clinched the playoffs because this week we have Whitesboro and uh, Paradise. So let's say hypothetically Paradise beats Whitesboro and Brock beats Peaster. Uh, uh, one of those games a little less hypothetical than the other one. And then we have Whitesboro beating Peaster uh, next week uh, and Paradise winning their uh, losing 
they're or winning their game next week. Uh, we have a three-way tie at four and three for that last playoff spot, and then it's going to come down to point margin. And right now, the only game we have between these three teams is the Peaster Paradise game, where Peaster is plus three. So if either of the two games that we still have left uh, in these three teams playing each other, uh, we have Whitesboro and Peaster and Whitesboro and uh, Paradise, is more than a three-point margin, then you could definitely see uh, things flip because we're going to have three teams tied for two playoff spots. Uh, and I'm not, I don't have the playoff tiebreakers in front of me. Uh, every, we talk about this on Twitter all the time. The playoff uh, tiebreakers are, are a headache because sometimes once you go to points, you stay to points. Sometimes you break a tie and then go head to head after you break the first tie. Uh, so it'll be interesting to find out. But in, in my eyes, uh, Peaster has not clinched that last playoff spot. And in fact, unless they win uh, against Whitesboro or Whitesboro beats Paradise, that's very much in doubt at this point. Now, I do think that Whitesboro will beat uh, Paradise, and I think Whitesboro will beat Peaster next week. Uh, and in fact, I might go to that Whitesboro-Peaster game. You might have the District 4-3A report live uh, next week out uh, out in the wild. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out with uh, my, my true love with Plano East and if they can make the playoffs or not. Or have a chance to make the playoffs. They play on Thursday next week against Flower Mound Marcus Senior Night. Come out to Kimbrough if you're uh, so inclined, District 4-3A fans. Uh, but uh, this week I'm going to take Brock over Peaster. And I think, you know, we have an 8-0 versus 7-1. and And it sure seems like that'll be a, you know, game of the week, 8-0 versus 7-1. and I think Brock is four to five touchdowns better than Peaster. Uh, I mean, Peaster is a fun story this year. They're part of that good middle of the pack that we keep talking about uh, as far as potentially getting a playoff run, and you gotta you got to avoid Jim Ned, and, and we'll talk about the significance of that uh, next week. Uh, but I think Brock is just on a completely other level. Pilot Point versus Boyd. I think Pilot Point is going to be a big favorite. Uh, I think the only question will be uh, who wins by more. Will Brock beat Peaster by more or Pilot Point uh, beating Boyd by more? Uh, I think Pilot Point uh, will have a healthier point spread. Uh, Whitesboro versus Paradise. We've seen Paradise be very competitive and play in the middle of the pack, play very tough. Uh, I think this is going to be a one-score game. I think Whitesboro is going to win, uh, but I think it'll be a one-score uh, one game. And then Ponder versus Bowie, I'm going to take Ponder to get their first uh, district win. Could be their last district win uh, because I think uh, Boyd has a better chance to uh, uh, get that sixth playoff spot. And that actually kind of sets us up to uh, two weeks from now. And back back in the day, and a, little, a little personal insight into me, I used to love bowling. I used to love league bowling. And we would have these championship weeks. And the championship weeks, you would have, uh, they would just take the seedings. One would play two, three would play four, five would play six, seven would play eight. And you would play that you're guaranteed that game with a team above or, or a team below you. And, and things are setting up next week uh, for week 11 to be very much like that. Uh, 
Brock and Pilot Point. You got one and two, uh, depending on how things go this week. Uh, Whitesboro and Feaster, three versus four. And uh, it's going to be fun football for seeding purposes. Uh, and I think things will be uh, pretty much determined in 3 3 uh, 3A when we get to that point. But some very fun football games. And that Feaster Whitesboro, I know coaches don't like to talk about this as far as it relates to avoiding a certain team. But the difference between playing the first place team in District 3 and the second place team, uh, which in my opinion right now will end up being Wall, is about 20 points worth of point spread. Uh, and in this case, the difference between potentially winning the game and losing the game. Uh, I think you're going to be a, a solid underdog against Jim Ned, that fourth place team. But the third place team, I think the third place team against the second place team in District 3, 3A, uh, they will be an underdog but it'll be a one-score game kind of an underdog, whereas uh, Jim Ned uh, will be very much like playing Brock in this district. And speaking of that, things are starting to uh, shape up in District 3, 3A. Uh, Jim Ned, uh, as, as you recall, that uh, I have a little competition between Jim Ned and Brock every week to kind of see uh, who I'm going to give the favorite the nod to in the playoffs. Uh, currently, it was 4-4 four to four going into this week. And this week, Jim Ned played, this past week, Jim Ned played San Angelo TLCA. So if everybody has uh, got that song in their head, you're, you're down at the the TLCA, uh, poor TLCA. Uh, they've uh, not not been a good season for them. Uh, I'm sure it's a leadership academy kind of a thing. Uh, but they are 0-8 this year uh, after Jim Ned beat them by 70. I picked Jim Ned to win that game by 70, and Jim Ned wins by 70. I picked Brock to win by 49. Brock wins by 48. I told you that one point would be a big difference, and that is why I give Jim Ned the, the win for this week. Jim Ned is now 5-4 and four in my game against uh, uh, Brock to see who I think will... Uh, who I will pick uh, going into the playoffs in that third round. Uh, so with one more win, Jim Ned can clinch. And Jim Ned has a very similar game to what uh, Peaster has. Kind of the up-and-coming team in District 3, 3A is Breckenridge. Uh, and one could argue the up-and-coming team in District 4, 3A is Peaster. Uh, so Jim Ned and uh, Breckenridge... Brock and uh, Peaster, who will have the bigger point margin, we'll find out this week. We'll just do it straight up. Whoever has the better point margin will get the win, and if Jim Ned gets the higher point margin, they will clinch their victory, and I will pick them to beat Brock in the third round of the playoffs. Uh, Bushland is continuing to uh, progress on a high note. Uh, I, I, right now, you know, in, in considering Bushland versus Pilot Point, Bushland might get a, might be a couple point favorite, uh, so that's important to consider as well. Uh, shallow water, I think I would pick uh, Pilot Point over shallow water uh, right now. But Whitesboro, obviously Whitesboro and Pilot Point, they went to overtime. We had Peaster and Paradise, they went to overtime. I think Whitesboro is a little bit better than people are giving them credit for, especially our guest last week, Nolan Ruth, who pick them to not even make the playoffs is picking them to lose to Paradise and Peaster the next two weeks. But we'll find out because that's why they play the game. Uh, like I said, I'll be taking Whitesboro uh, to uh, beat Paradise. And I think it'll be very much like how Peaster will be ahead pretty much the whole game. Uh, but Paradise has certainly shown that they will not give up. 
So that is the District 4-3A report uh, this week. I appreciate you for tuning in and all of your patronage and giving me feedback on Twitter. Uh, this has been a very fun uh, season, a very fun district to cover, uh, and I think the best is yet to come because we're going to have uh, some playoff runs with these teams and some very good playoff matchups, uh, especially that District 3 versus District 4 because that district's got Walbrick and Ridge and early all equivalent to what I would consider Pilot Point, Peaster, and Whitesboro. Uh, so some great first-round matchups, to be sure, uh, where the only blowouts will really be Brock playing whoever the fourth-place team is. Uh, I would consider early uh, that team right now. And then Jim Ned versus the fourth-place team in District 4-3A, uh, which I think will end up being Peaster as of right now. So next week, uh, we'll be previewing things, and uh, who knows, in two weeks uh, when we get to playoffs, we might have some audio from uh, uh, Peaster and uh, in Whitesboro live, and heck, I might drive that 18 miles down and uh, down 377 and check out uh, Pilot Point and Brock uh, pregame as well. So thank you for tuning in. Our friends in Pilot Point, go ahead and get that music going on, and play me out. Back to you.